This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey there, stackers. Just a quick note before we hit play on today's episode. Uh, today, we're celebrating a huge achievement. Our amazing writer, Paulette Perhatch, as you will hear, is celebrating the anniversary today of her fund. And uh, for this part of the show, we'll call it the Get Lost Fund. But that's not what it's called. It's called a different off fund. Um, and what's neat about this fund is not the fact that she wrote it on a smaller publication. She wrote a piece on a smaller publication talking about needing to build and have this fund and how great it is when you have this fund in your pocket. Uh, It got picked up by the New York Times. And this uh, word that we're going to have a lot today is uh, appeared on the front page of then many uh, publications all over the place. I remember 2016 when this all exploded. It was really cool. And I'm honored to work with Paulette for that reason, among many others. However, if you have uh, young people around or people that uh, won't like hearing that uh, word, even though we're going to bleep it out over and over and over, probably not the best episode for them to listen to. So I would just want to warn you that uh, today's episode is going to have a lot of bleeps. All right. That said, I still love it. I've already listen to it. Karen, our showrunners, listen to it. I think you're going to love today's show. Let's get rolling. You bladder, mundane noodle, you shot and shift you snort hunger, lame on yourself, not a finger. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today we're talking about a holiday tradition that might surprise you. Joining us today are our regulars. We'll be talking about our own traditions, including the tradition to stack Benjamins every year. Joining us is a man who doesn't even know what day it is because he's retired. From LenPenzo.com, it's father time. Nah, it's just his older brother, Len Penzo. We also welcome a man who has the annual tradition of smiling once. Oh, gee. And then a woman who bucks tradition, including the tradition of spending only the money you have in your bank account, Paulette Perhatch. But that's not all. Later, I'll swoop in with my traditional trivia question. And now, a guy who's here for you year after year, it's Joe Saul Seahide. Hey there, stackers, and happy Friday to you. I'm super excited to be talking traditions today. And uh, as is tradition, we are hoping to kick off a fantastic weekend with you. And let's start off by meeting our team here together for the first time in our entirety in 2023. We'll start off with a guy across the card table whose name might rhyme with get off my lawn. It's Mr. OG. How are you, man? I don't worry about people coming on my lawn. I've got the big fence around it. <laughs> Duh, it's like board on board cedar. It's eight feet tall. The wiring across the Barbed top. Wire, armed guards. Guard tower. Right. Absolutely. And that voice you just heard briefly there, the woman who, when asked cash or charge, said, please charge it to somebody else's account. It's Paula Perhatch. How are you? I'm good, especially when I'm going out to dinner with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Charge it to him. That was a fun dinner, by the way. That was a, that was a super dinner. fun dinner. Totally worth it. Whatever bill you got. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that again. And the guy who, when dreaming, instead of counting sheep, he counts bars of gold bullion. It's uh, <laughs> Mr. Len Penzo. How are you, buddy? I'm good. But you know, I always feel jealous of uh, 
people who always try to start out the new year on the right foot because I never, ever can. I'm like destined to never be able to. You know why that is? Because you're left footed. Inertia. That's I have two. I have two left feet. That's correct. <laughs> I feel so good. I got to the joke. You got that one. I got you it. You got that one. Is that a great way to start the year? Now, if I could take part in our trivia challenge halfway through this, I'd be pretty well off. Hey, today we're going to be talking about traditions. There's a piece uh, that I read this last week at CNN.com, which is about KFC and Christmas. Big tr- Christmas tradition, uh, Mr. Penzo, in Japan is eating at KFC. Is that the same tradition you have in the <laughs> Len Penzo household? Every Christmas get some extra crispy? At the Penzo household, uh, no. KFC at Christmas is not. Uh, we tend to, we do uh, the beef brisket on Christmas Eve and we do the, oh. uh, what we call, we call it Chickadel, but it's really Cavadel. Uh, it's Italian pasta. I make homemade. We do that on Christmas Day. But let me say this. I love KFC. And every chance I can have KFC, it's Christmas Day when I do get to have KFC. It feels like another Christmas Day. It does feel like Christmas Day. I love KFC. My daughter lived in Japan for a few years and said that it was just packed. Christmas Day at KFC was just packed. But you know what? It's gotten to the point in Japan that they don't even think about it. What traditions do we have that we don't even think about. You guys have been nice enough to create some list for us. We're going to walk through some of our money spending traditions. What are some things we just blow us some cash? Don't think about it. But before that, Paulette, you know what I was thinking about as I was planning out this episode? I was thinking, where are we going to put these things? This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. And we figured it out. We'll just put it right there. We got Paulette here. We got OG here. We got Len. We got Doug. So let's move. This uh, KFC thing, guys, a tradition in Japan. What are some traditions at your house where you maybe spend some money and don't really think about it? Paulette, what's a money spending tradition? Let's kick off this discussion that you uh, put on your list. Okay, so this is my favorite one. Whenever we have like a big, big win, every two to three years, like big new job, something amazing happens, we go to Ruth's Chris which is just an amazing steakhouse. Oh, oh, you're nodding your head. Are you a Ruth's Chris fan? Yeah, I love Ruth's Chris, especially because they'll let me get KFC when I'm there sometimes. They they actually will. (laughs) I can order that and they'll just run outside around the corner. Yeah. Perfect. And then they'll charge you an extra hundred bucks. Yeah, I just, I have some in my purse. I like to do the, I stack a little bit of the chicken on top of the steak and just do it that way. Um, Beautiful. I've only been kicked out once. But uh, yeah, that's really my favorite. Where did the Ruth's Chris come from, by the way? Why Ruth's Chris? So my sister works in high-level security. And so she gets exposed to a lot of the things that people who can afford high-level security 
have. So she's the one who reports back <laughs> about the nice things. So that was her, um, that was her idea. And she kind of started it and she will kind of take me out when I had the whole F off fund thing happen. Gosh, six years ago, she like took me out to celebrate, which is just amazing and, and really nice. And I think celebrating that way cements the joy and the feeling that like things are going well, I think that celebrating is really important and we kind of undervalue the importance of that. But what's amazing is, is how, you know, it became Ruth's Chris instead of just celebrating at, I mean, case in point KFC or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Oh, gee, do you have a place that you go specifically that's your celebration place like Paulette has? No, we, um, do something a little similar when it comes to birthdays, you know, whoever's birthday it is, they get to pick. There's really no limit to it. Although I did try to get Alinea for my birthday oh, and I was promptly yeah. shot down, which right. was BS because it was my birthday and I was paying. What's so, Alinea? Oh, it's this phenomenal restaurant in Chicago. Mm. And they had reservations available and we could have just, you know, jumped on the plane and gone. I mean, it was like, like, let's go. And uh, oh it was pr- I was told no. Wow. But everybody else gets to go out to eat on their birthday, so that's cool. There's a tradition. I just jump in the plane and head to Chicago. Not in the plane, in yeah, our plane, I have a I new say. tradition. It's called, I leave my family to go do whatever the hell I want. That's what I would have. <laughs> I have that on my list, actually. That one's on my list, too. So is that Well, before we get to that, Len, do you have a specific place that's your celebration place, like Paula has? Absolutely. Benihana. I think I've mentioned oh, that yeah. here many times. I love Benihana. And to the owners there, whoever's running that company, I'm happy to sponsor you guys if you so wish. So I can't say enough good things about Benihana. You just like it when they do the choo-choo with the onions, don't you? <laughs> you know what? I've always said I'm a comic's uh, best audience and I'm the Benihana chef's best audience. I laugh and I and I have a good time. I Every time it's like the first time they've done it when I see that that trick, you know, it's like the same trick. I know all the tricks, you know, they only have a handful, but they do, you know, yes, it, but those but shrimp tails, those shrimp tails go into their pocket and you start cracking up like you've never seen it before. Or yeah. Or they make the rice, the heart beat and, you know, and they say, you know, they put the spatula under the, under the rice in the form of a heart and they make it beat. Oh yeah. That's like, I just look at them every time and say, gosh, that's so clever. You guys, good job. I can see all the chefs and they go back to the back room. Man, I had this guy. You should have seen him. It's just eating out of my hand. Pins and needles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee, oh, gee, what's on your list? So my uh, my other one uh, or another one that I have on my list is, I'll let you kind of give it away. Just go somewhere by yourself. Although this year I didn't do it. Also around Christmas. I like to have a couple of fingers of scotch and go mm-hmm. sit outside by the fire by myself and like do my best Christmas Nick Offerman impersonation. If you haven't seen that on YouTube, where he just has a YouTube of 45 minutes of him sitting in a chair, drinking scotch, staring at the camera, just sitting there with the fire in the background. Just leave me alone. Give me a moment. I need a moment. However long this uh, glass lasts. I started to turn last year. Uh, I thought going to... uh Disney by myself would be this tradition because I like Disney. I like going there by myself. I went twice last year. And the second time I was so bored, I mm. was so bored, but your family loved it. Yeah. I know. Len, do you got a place where you go alone and, and spend money? Um, you know, it's turned into, I mean, this is a tradition uh, on new year's. We always host uh, a little new year's party here and, I get a prime rib, a real prime rib, and that has turned into a, you know, that's, that's a, it's been a very fun and enjoyable tradition. And one of the things I like to do is every year I kind of change the way I cook that prime rib. I'm trying to perfect the, the way to get that thing cooked absolutely perfectly. So that's kind of a fun thing for me to do. We'll have to compare notes, Len, because uh, that's our Christmas day dinner is prime rib, so... I think I got a licked. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, I've, I've tried lots of different ways. I tried a new one this year too. And it's, uh, it's kind of fun. I just love seeing how they come out every year. Yeah. Include me on that email. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I wrote down some traditions that I've seen a lot around me lately. We have friends that decorate, do a ton of decorating, ton of decorating for every holiday. Like redo the entire house for Valentine's day. We go over to their house and it's going to be all Valentine's. 
And then that all comes down and it's all St. Patrick's. And then that all comes down and it's all, you know, the next thing and the next one. And I just think how much time do we spend changing up all these decorations? I mean, the amount of money we spend on decorating and redecorating the house. Paulette, you lean that far into the holidays? No, it's really funny. And then the novel I work on, one of the families does that. And so the mom has like a spatula that's like a Easter egg. But that's like, if that's like your thing, that's great. But it is like, you've got to have a lot of storage. And I, when you think about like fast fashion, I think about like fast holiday decorating. As long as you're not throwing all that stuff away, if you have the storage, I think that's fine. But if you buy it and then you just donate it every year. But yeah, I mean, people can have their things. And I love, I love seeing people's holiday decorations, at least like usually Christmas decorations outside. But yeah, I mean, if that's your thing, go for it. But I certainly do not. Yeah. Well, and on that note, I was thinking about just the idea of, and is was this true in your family too? Let's have an old guy moment. When <laughs> I just remember growing up, and I would you can help, include Doug. I, I would help my mom <laughs> do the Christmas cards, like you know, mm. d- d- just not even just Christmas cards. Let's talk about just greeting cards in general, right? Just the amount of money that people used to spend anyway on greeting cards, and and the oldest. Members of my family still send me greeting cards. You get many. You get many cards in the mail. Yep, we still do it. Uh, the honeybee sends them out every year. I, I noticed over the years they the numbers have dwindled to. Uh, it's probably thirty percent of what we originally got twenty years ago, and I think that's because they're so expensive. And it is a lot of time. And you know, you got the stamps, you got the cards. But uh, yeah, that's something we still do. And then the cards we get, we proudly put them up in our oh, do you? game room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We show them. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all for the holidays. Everybody's Look cards. at how many friends I have. All six of them? Yes. Well, <laughs> not, as many as I, not as many as I used to. <laughs> well, I'm actually glad to hear you say that, Len, because we were just talking about that, wondering, we either fell out of favor with an awful lot of people or not as many people are sending cards anymore. Yeah, I think that's, it's the latter, Doug. It's the latter. Yeah, I hope it's the latter. Otherwise, I'm not nearly as likable as I thought I was. Paula, you were saying you like the greeting card thing. Yeah, I love it. And I actually, I love Postable, which does like handwritten cards, like computer handwritten. It's like a handwritten font. And just for me, I think it's an ADHD thing where like mailing something, it's like, forget about it. So many moving pieces. Like I cannot do it. So with Postable, I know and I swear, they don't pay me, but like, I really do love it. You just go online and I could type everyone their own card and include a picture and put it on there. I didn't get to it this year. And I was, it actually prompted me to go to my calendar next year. And every Saturday in December, schedule two hours to do something around the holidays. Cause I saw one post by someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas and was from a different country and came and and they were shocked and they were like, it is just like a part-time job that everyone has during December. That's what Christmas is in the U.S. because there's so much work around it to do, Mm -hmm. which is a good, it can be joyful and I think it's great, but like you have to schedule it in. And I was just super busy. I wrote down one more tradition that uh, just trying to think kind of deeply about this. And this one, this one's going to go way back. I mean, this is just a, something is so innate that we don't even think about anymore. Just the idea of having a yard, mm. like just just the idea of, hey, I have landscaped the area in front of my abode and uh, this is all now belongs to me. Like, like, where does the idea that we need a fully landscape yard and spend a ton of money, where does that come from, OG? I have no idea. A homeowners Association back in the 1700s. He's apparently our historian. <laughs> I heard, okay, I don't know if this is true, but I heard it came from England where the rich people were just showing off that they could grow inedible grasses, that they had so much land that they didn't need to use their land for crops so they would grow inedible grasses on it. No, I've heard something similar, Paulette, I think along those lines. Yeah. Well, then I trust Doug. But I have a friend who started a company. He helps people do edible landscapes in St. Louis. And his yard is awesome and amazing. And I always think about if I <laughs> if I bought the house that I'm in right now, how much I would like love to just have him come down for a week and help me plan out how to make my yard into like a beautiful so edible landscape. So it's like one giant gummy bear. It's, it is Willy Wonka. It's Mother Nature Willy Wonka style. It's amazing. I mean, you say edibles, all I'm thinking. <laughs> I would love to drive through OG's neighborhood and I see the OG family all grazing in the front yard. But I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that it's, it's, 
silly to have food growing in your yard. Like to us, we're like, ha oh, wouldn't that be crazy? And it just shows like It'd how be great. we're so disconnected from nature and our food. So yeah. I'm just, all about we it. just, yeah, we started growing some uh, rosemary. Didn't start mint because you know when you start mint, your whole yard is just mint. Everything oh, mint really? grows like a weed. Yeah, but uh, rosemary and and some basil last year. Mm. Joe, there's a tradition that you haven't asked me about that you were a part of for about oh, gosh between ten and fifteen years. You sent out uh, holiday CDs. Yeah, that was an enormous amount of effort and. A, pretty significant cost and probably took me better part of six weeks or more to put together a CD of holiday songs that were not the, I mean, there were always some of the standards that, you know, we've all heard, but then I tried to really get far afield and get into a lot of unusual ones. Custom made the covers and family pictures on it and a note from the family and all of that. And now both of like the, the Finturn especially uh, hates Christmas music because they grew up having to listen to it for all of November as I was screening the songs I was going to have, uh, you know, on the way to school and back. They were just forced to listen to versions you of wrecked the CD. It. You wrecked Christmas. I absolutely ruined Christmas for them. Wow. But wow. Uh, I never really. Were you about to ask me how much I spent on that? Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, I never really added it up on purpose, but it was several hundred dollars, if not more than that, between the cost of the Much CDs. Much more than just sending the greeting card we were talking about earlier. Yeah. The labels. I had a label press that would put the custom labels on the CDs, the jewel cases, because I was mailing them out in jewel cases, and then I had to buy the special padded shippers, and then the cost, you know, was for shipping every one of them was a couple of bucks, so it was spendy, and... uh Never got quite got the ROI. I thought people would just start mailing cash back to me as a thank you. <laughs> well, maybe not, but I was effusive and I was always surprised when you're like, dude, you're one of the few people that even mentioned you got it. Yes. Yes. I you look were. forward to it every year. I had that CD I changer. Think Cheryl liked it more. Len had one of these CD changers. I would fill up my CD changer with a bunch of Doug's albums of uh, his CDs and uh, play that in the CD changer back in the day. Before those went went bye bye. How many did you have? How big was your CD changer? A uh, hundred. I went for the big one, the hundred. Oh no, CD no, changer. I know. I went for. The, I had the four hundred. The oh, four hundred. I am not kidding you. Yeah, and it was sad when that went bye bye. Yeah, it went yeah. bye bye for me. It went bye bye like six months after I got it. The iPod came out, which totally made my <laughs> four hundred. Yeah, there we go. Same. Hey, do you guys got a couple more of these ideas that maybe we've rethought recently, like greeting cards, yards? The Amazon list for me. The Amazon list. Yeah. At first I was like, you guys, this is, what is this? Like mail order your presents. This is so depressing. And I hated it. And then I liked everything I got for Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's not bad. Maybe this is good. Hey, this is good. And I've kind of become a fan. You know, it is like, I love, I, we definitely try to have a mix of like things that, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. But then also it's just like, it's just good information to be like, this is actually something that this person wants and I can get it for them. You know, it is, I think it's like a little bit less wasteful because sometimes you just end up donating or re-gifting a lot of things. So I became a fan of the list, you know, that or like a Pinterest board or something if you want to support. I also have like a, a Pinterest board of like indie companies and shops that I like to support. So I do a balance. I do shop at Amazon. I'm not super proud of it, but then also try to support the local shops too. Let's put a couple more on here because after the break, I want to talk about these lists because I definitely have some thoughts about the list. OG, you got more on your list? A couple quick ones? <clears throat> yeah, I can, I can put two of them together. We do family pictures every two years. You know, we hire a photographer and all of the pomp and circumstance of making sure that everybody wears the same matching colors. And you can see behind us that all those colors are, yeah, you know, Good job. color coordinated. Yeah, well, I didn't do any of that, Paulette. I'm, I'm told what to wear. <laughs> You'll be wearing black today. It goes with everything. So that's one of our ones. And then the other thing is um, spending a lot of time in Michigan during the summer. You know, that's kind of evolved over the years. Oh, yeah. When we lived in Michigan, of course, it was every weekend we would go. And I think a lot of that is 
especially if you have a second place, it's, it's like, it turns into an obligation. You know, it's like, gotta go to the lake house, you know, cause we haven't been there in two weeks. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Oh gee, that was on my list was the vacation being more than just time off. Like, oh, it's not time off. I got to go to some place that's, you know, big and bold and different or, or to your point, to the same place we always go. One or the other. Yeah. Uh, Len, you got more on your list? One is we have like every two months we have a game night where we have a bunch of people over and uh, you got to host and you got to provide the food and well, the that's games. Gotta and the, that's so, got to stay. <laughs> yeah. So that's got to stay. But then the other ones are, are, yeah, we have two vacations. We have, we usually have our annual uh, Maui trip. And then we do one in the summer in it's the summer trip to the desert, the annual to in the, the desert. De- yeah. Hottest place you can possibly find in the middle of summer. We tend, we do that uh, every year too. So uh, those have turned into traditions that we just, uh, it's almost like we're obligated to do these things now. Baking out at the pool. Yeah. We're going to think about all these traditions in the second half, but guess what we get to do now, guys. It is time to resume conflict on this show. (laughs) We, in 2023, are wiping the slate clean and uh, starting over a new year of our annual trivia challenge. And uh, so the score is 0-0-0. Doug's going to bring it. For those of you new to the show, we have a trivia challenge last all year long. Last year, our friend Eric in Detroit was nice enough to donate uh, a great gift. What was it that he gave you, OG? Uh, when you won, it was, it was a uh, milk bar. Oh, I got a gift certificate to milk bar. Oh my yes, God. I'm was, so jealous. Uh, very good. And you got some good stuff added on to it. That just looked delicious. Can, yeah. <laughs> can we get a picture of that for the 201 newsletter? Maybe. <laughs> you know what? We'll just throw it in the basement. Yeah. The, uh, or in the, the basement. He sent it to me proudly and said, look what you're not eating. <laughs> That yeah, was like a cake and Rude. a bunch of truffles. I'm surprised he didn't send it to uh, Len and Paulette as well. Yeah, yeah look I would have been really I, sad. Like, just, just all going in his mouth at once. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he didn't eat also. I know. But let's see who's going to eat cake this year. It is week one. Doug, what's our trivia today? Well, first of all, before we do that, Joe, hey, Steve. I need you to get ready with the beep button. You're going to have to be on your game for this one. All right, buddy, you ready? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, hey, by the way, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Even before you do that, <laughs> really? Doug. Really? Well, no. Hold on. I think we should also tell the parents out there as well that uh, this is usually a family-friendly show, but maybe uh, maybe it? if you don't want kids to <laughs> if you don't want kids to ask what all the beeping Adam's is. Adam's family-friendly. Yes, it's the first segment of this show already proved that it was a family-friendly <laughs> yeah. show. Have you been listening to the last 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. All right. With that notice. Okay. Here I go, Steve. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And today is the anniversary of Paulette Perhatch's f*** off fun. You know, that's the fun where, to be slightly more polite, you tell your boss to please go take a hike and you never return to work. Hey, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. Today, we'd call that rage quitting your job. But since we're talking about getting all nasty, let's talk about the word and just how many Benjamins that word has made people over the years. From an unspeakable word today, people have made money from for centuries. In the broadest sense, for money is the world's oldest profession. And now, popular books like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F*** are the New York Times bestsellers. According to the Oxford Dictionary, one of the earliest phrases using the word appears in a Scottish poem written by W. Dunbar in the phrase, Be his fetus he would out Here's today's trivia kickoff challenge question. What year did that poem appear? I'll be back. See how I even made that rhyme? I'll be back with the answer right after I go wash my mouth out with soap. Did you get them all, Steve? Man, I hope he did. But uh, that's a great way to say hello 2023, huh? How about that? Everybody awake now? Congratulations, by the way, Paulette, on the anniversary of... uh, The word has done a lot for my career. It's on my resume. It just cracks me up. I remember when that hit. I remember just wow, that was a that was a huge thing, and still today is a huge thing. And maybe rage quitting takes its <laughs> takes its lineage from that. But let's start off 
with the guy that won last year's challenge. Oh, gee, you get to go first. This Scottish poem by W. Dunbar <laughs> with the phrase, including the word it. When did that appear? I was thinking the Magna Carta. Is that what they said in the Magna Carta? <laughs> I was thinking around that time, but I might go a little bit, uh, a little bit later than that. So then there's Columbus where we four letter wording it around Columbus at that point. I feel like, yes, I'm going to stick to the Magna Carta uh, or around that. Anyways, I'm going to say, uh, just for S's and G's, how's about, uh, uh, 1397, which I know is, uh, a little, little wide berth from the Magna Carta before people send me messages. Hey, what's in the 1200s, dummy? I know. 1397. Yeah, I knew that too. I knew that too about the Magna Carta, obviously. Um, of course, duh. Of course. All right, Mr. Penzo, you're in the unenviable position of going second. Yeah, I wish, I wish you'd ask the question, Doug, about the man from Nantucket, because I could have given you the year for that one. But, but. <laughs> Led's favorite poem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty old too. The, and of course, it's Scottish, so gosh, that, Good day, that really throws you off. Yeah, right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say, uh, I'm sure it's very old. What was yours? What was OG's? 13 something? 13, 13 and 97. 1397 is what you said? Yes, sir. Uh, gosh, I don't uh, You know what? Could it be older than that? Or, mm, I don't know. I'll say maybe it's a little bit older than that. Let's say 1500. 1500 for Mr. Penzo. All right, Paulette. Wouldn't that make it not older than that? Yeah. I meant younger. Sorry. That make it possibly younger. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what he's saying. Just let Grandpa go back to sleep, Paulette. <laughs> the number speaks for itself. Like, are we doing BC or what's older in the younger way? Um, the num the the year that popped in my mind was thirteen hundred. So I'm just going to say that. You say which year? Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. She's taking the under. All right. All right. So she's going under. Ma'am, we'd love to tell you which one of these three is right, but we don't play that way. We will be right back. Stackers, if you're worried that 2022 might have gotten away from you, you know, of course, we've talked about all of these statistics where people are opening up more credit cards, they're taking on more debt. And if that was you in 2022, well, it's time for a better strategy in 2023. Become the CFO of your personal financial situation and put a debt strategy in place. Tactically take out debt when you need it with a strategy to repay. And if you need tools, well, partner up with Navy Federal Credit Union to pay down your credit card debt, as an example. You could get a low intro APR on balance transfer with their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card and a great tool to lower your interest while you're paying down debt. Navy Federal can also help you get started on your next home improvement project you might have. While you put together your plan for repayment, you can also get access to funds when you need them at a variable rate with their home equity line of credit. You can also get a fixed rate equity loan that has set monthly payments for large purchases, consolidating debt with a home equity loan can streamline and lower your monthly payments. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, equal housing lending, membership required, loan subject to approval. Call 1-888-842-6328 for details about credit costs and terms. HELOC APR is low as 6.5% as of November 23rd, 2022. Well, if you're new to Stacky Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. 
I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because... Well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. OG kicked it off by going late in the 1300s. Now that uh, Len and Paulette have their guesses, there was no real Chelsea Brendan here. What do you think? Got a shot? I mean, started a dartboard, so we'll see. I think Len's got it. Len, you do have the younger years now. If it was created in uh, 1978 was the first time. <laughs> Those words go back. I don't know. Yeah. Like the first, the earliest poem we have is from 4,000 years ago. Yeah. See? And that poem? There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> there once was a man from Babylon who, uh, Len, you feeling good about 1500? I don't know. I got, Hey, numerically, I think I've got it. Uh, I think I've got the advantage, but who knows? Numerically, it is a year. Well, Paulette, if it was 4,000 years ago, maybe you got the advantage. I never numerically have the advantage on this show, but let's see. What do you mean you never numerically have the advantage? Because you guys are always the ones that are good with the, the numbers and the money, and I'm good with the words. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see if you're good with the numbers this time. Doug, what's our answer, man? Hey there, stackers. I'm money trash-talking boy Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. In honor of Paulette's fund appearing for the first time on today's date back in, back in, Paulette, year, year, please. 2016, 2016. 2016, we're talking about the origins of this most dirty of words. An internet myth appeared in 2014 saying that the word was short for fornicating under consent of the king a myth that historian and language scholar Kate Wiles debunked in a piece called On the Origins of the Word F*** shortly thereafter. (laughs) It sounds so academic when she puts it it that way. And it's actually true. This is all true. Yeah. In fact, the website Kotaku went as far back as the 13th century to find names like John Le a beggar from 1286 and 1267 something like that and the excellent Simon Kabotere the latter of which related to unsurprisingly butter Botere 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 Kabotere wow yeah I mean family show (laughs) but but Let's get back on track. Today's trivia question was about the origin of this word. In what year did poet W. Dunbar write the phrase, Be his feris, he wolt how f***ed? Which appeared, in the, that is authentic Gallic pronunciation, by the way, which appears in the Oxford Dictionary. The answer? In the year... 1513, which means that 2023's trivia challenge opens with a W from Len. There we go. That's off. We're off to a good start here. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Mr. Penzo leads early. Nice work, my friend. Sorry, Paula. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, What a way to uh, begin the year. uh, We'd like to apologize for all that. Wow. People responsible for that. Are you bleeping all those? Sacked. Are there going to be bleeps on all? So many bleeps. <laughs> yes, so many bleeps, so little time. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> the second half of today's show is brought to you by Magnify Money. Uh, Len, you know what happens when you go to Magnify Money? Stackybenjamins.com slash Magnify Money. Yes. You meet a man from Nantucket. <laughs> you, you may or may not. You may or may but not. But you will, guaranteed find that all those brick and mortar banking products you're using probably not best in class 
There's lots of online banking happening, and you may not be in on it. If you're not, go to stackybenjamins.com slash magnifymoney, where over 92% of all of the online products ranked head-to-head, whether it's savings accounts, checking accounts, interest rates are going up. You don't want to be left behind. Stackybenjamins.com slash magnifymoney. It works in Nantucket too, right? It does work there. I think it very might. Okay. Yes. And if it doesn't, you just say (laughs) something. Yes. Let's go through these and see if we can either make these either more frugal or more fun is going to be the thing I want to do here in the second half. Take all these ideas we had from the first half and see, is there a way to upsize these things? Maybe make them even better. So let's start off with Paulette. Paulette, for years... You ever think about instead of Ruth's Chris, maybe doing something that would even make it even better, but at the like same KFC. time cost less money, like KFC. KFC. You know, and, and that's the interesting thing is like the reason that it is special is because we can only afford to do it once every two or three years, you know? Ah. So sometimes I don't know. I think that that can be like a really dangerous place to get where it's like, well, it has to, it has to be expensive to be special. Like for sure. Yes. But also like the food is amazing. What if it were like a special place that you went to only on that date? Mm-hmm. Like Ruth's Chris? Only the, <laughs> no, I meant like a, like a picnic dinner that only happens at, you know, on X day, but it's a picnic instead. Can it be a picnic at Ruth Chris? <laughs> yeah, like the uh, waiting area at Ruth Chris. So who's bringing the seafood tower? Ruth Chris or Ruth <laughs> Chris? I mean, it could we be pick like it up in advance. Could, I'll take Del Frisco's. Yeah, what could be special about that? The good thing is that, like, with it's a psychological, you know, trick that you can kind of create positive associations. Oh my God, there was this place called, we never went, but it was called Homer's Original Smorgasbord in this little town where my best friend lived. And we joked about it all the time, how terrible it was. So it could be just like a goofball place you go, and it's like, this is where we go to celebrate. And then it would be enjoyable, but you can't argue that the food at Ruth's Chris isn't like, Amazing. So we get the pleasure of this amazing food because like you done good, right? So yeah, yeah. But I want to be open to that because I think being more frugal is important. Well, I think it depends on where you're at, right? I mean, if yeah. it is a huge win, I think celebrating is important. I mean, oh gee, you're mm-hmm. working with people on financial plans all the time. I think celebrating the milestones for some of these big goals, especially, means taking a break and maybe celebrating the, you know, I made it a quarter of the way to this win. The hard part is that conversation that you have with yourself that sounds like I deserve dot, 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 mm-hmm. because that, you know, like Paulette was saying, that can get a little slippery in a hurry, especially if you're digging yourself out of issues, you know, oh, I finally paid off a thousand bucks in my credit card. I deserve it to take the family out to Roost Chris this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, now you just put another 500 back on there. So did you really accomplish anything or did you just create an excuse for yourself to go eat a steak? You know, I mean, you got to be careful. Yeah, I think about people that celebrate paying off credit card debt by buying a big screen TV, or they stick to their budget (laughs) for three months and they buy a big screen TV. And it's, of course, on credit. I don't know that we can do anything with go somewhere by yourself and stare like Ron Swanson (laughs) into the distance. Pretty frugal. That is very frugal. Cheaper drink? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, we got the scotch is a scotch, so we don't really skimp on that sort of stuff around around these parts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure, Len, about the the prime rib one either. I mean, well, there is actually there. Oh is. yeah, prime rib for sure. Yeah, yes, you can 100 percent change that. Wait a minute, you're okay making him get a cheaper cut of beef, but you're not going cheap on the scotch. Mm. You're not going to drop down to the lauders on the bottom shelf. You can get tenderloin instead of prime. You can get choice instead of prime at Costco. You can get a tenderloin slab instead of a big stand, you know, bone in ribeye. What were you thinking? Well, I did that last year. There was a shortage of prime. I don't know how successful you were, OG, but there was a shortage of prime rib. You only could get the choice Mm -hmm. because it's not, it's called prime rib for a reason. So it was much cheaper. It was, as a matter of fact, it was about, uh, it was more than 50% cheaper, actually, the, the choice. But there was a slight drop off in quality. Still, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good for the savings of sixty percent. I'd say it was probably it was worth it from a money perspective. But you get what you pay for. So there are ways to to cut corners by going with a cheaper cut of meat. 
Remember back in 2006, 2007, when everybody was all about subprime? Well, that was something else. That was a whole different thing. Maybe. Let's talk about holiday decorating. Changing it up for every holiday. I think Strings of popcorn. What's that, Paul? Strings of popcorn. Well, there's like printable stuff that you can like color with kids. And like, I think the crafts where you like make the things are really fun. Because then it's a memory of doing the thing as well. I like that. I like leaning into the decorating like this year, uh, this year, I, instead of just hurrying to get the Christmas decorations up, I just put on some music. You're like I just packed my <laughs> and went to Europe. That way that really got me in the mood. Grab some. I really slummed it this year by taking a river cruise. That, that may or may not have happened. That probably did happen. But before that, when I was putting the Christmas decorations up, instead of just throwing them up, like we usually do, I put on some music. I just leaned into it. It took a few days. I grabbed some scotch and actually literally just had fun with it. Like had a had a blast decorating the tree. Did the same, taking it down. Like got into the activity of it instead of just the sludge, mm-hmm. you know, of, of another holiday. Which, Paul, it goes back to your point early on. If this is your thing, if the holidays are your thing, I don't want to tell people, hey, don't decorate for these things. But if you're just doing it because it's what you do, I think that's where the problem comes in. Because you're at Ross Just for Less and there's like an Easter egg basket, whatever, whatever. You know, like my mom brought me kitchen towels that say like gather with a pumpkin on it. And it was like really cute. She brought it for Thanksgiving. It was great. But like now I have such limited storage at this house. I'm like, what do I do? Like donate Uh, these towels and like that, you know. So for me, like I'm – I like to get in the spirit and I like to do the things. But in a way that is – I think activity focused and also like maybe crafts and making something that's like a gingerbread. That's really easy. Or gingerbread house. It's really easy to get rid of those when you're done with that. My dad, there's a great way to get rid of those. My, my dad, he had a few Santa Clauses he liked and that got to be a big deal. And every year, because nobody knows what to get my dad, we began giving him Santa Clauses. And finally this quote tradition of Santa Claus, he's like, you just got to stop. I just can't, I can't just please stop. No more, no more getting me this stuff. Cause it wasn't an intentional thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the intention might be the, might be the bigger part. What about greeting cards? D- Doug, sorry. No, I, you know, you made me think of something I've been putting some thought into lately and no, I'm not building up to a lame joke like Len usually does. This is serious and genuine. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't actually even know why I took a swing at Len God, there. I love you, Doug. Why do you always I, beat I don't me know up why like I did this? that? That was, that was, I apologize. That was uncalled for. I thought this was the first sign. There's a lame joke on the way was saying there's no lame joke. There's not a lame joke coming, but I had a, this chat with, with some of my kids this year. I'm starting to feel like we're buying stuff because you feel like you need to buy five things, six things, seven things for every person. And it's, it just doesn't feel right. I would rather that this is what I've asked them to do now for the last several years is get me an experience that we're going to do together. So like in a couple of weeks, we're going, we got concert tickets and we're going to a concert in Chicago together. That for me is way more valuable than a sweater. I got a restaurant you can eat at there. Linea. Called a linea. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it sort of plays into what I think is becoming a little bit popular now. Have you guys heard about the four gift rule for Christmas? A lot of parents are starting to get into this. It's called the four gift rule, something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. And it applies more to kids, but it's, you know, it limits the craziness of how much crap you're buying for people. And I like that idea. And then some people are swapping out the something to wear with some place to go on that same line of what I asked my kids to do, which is let, let's create an experience with each other and a memory that we're going to have with each other. And it could just be, Hey, we're going to go sledding or it's not like, t- you know, traveling necessarily, but I like that whole notion of bringing it down to kind of the, the focus of, of what it's about being with each other in the holiday. Well, we'll link to our episode in early December with Tracy McCubbin the organizational expert, when she was talking about this, because Paulette, she's all about your Amazon list you talked about earlier. Like Doug, to your point, if we're going to get people something, get them something that they're going to need and use. I find, I don't know, still at our holiday gift giving stuff, there's maybe not a third of it, but a quarter of it that I'm like, yeah, okay. I I don't know what I'm going to even do with this stuff. They're like, it's deodorant. Would you please 
start using it. This is a gift to us. Yes. Hey, one more alternative to the Christmas cards is instead of the Christmas card, how about a phone call? A lot of Christmas cards we send to or people, and I'm guilty of this, uh, that I really have not spoken to in years, you know, several years for sure. And probably, you know what, I should do this myself, is make a phone call and save save money on the card and and give a phone call. Well, even Len, and I love that idea, but it may be not as frugal and maybe a little bit more time intensive, but still I think fun. The handwritten note has just gone away. And just yes. a just a handwritten note, I think at Christmas time or any at any time, it's just it always with me it makes a huge impact. Whenever somebody sends me a handwritten note, I'm like, God, I should do that. Cause it's so intentional and fun and really not that expensive. Yeah, and it shows you it's more thought. It, it, and we try to do that in the Christmas cards, actually, is put a little handwritten note in there as well. So something that shows a little more thought, and, and it's cheaper. What about this idea around, OG brought up the idea around vacations. We talked about vacations and going to the same place. How do you make that maybe either more meaningful or more well, frugal? I hinted on mine. We go in the off-season for the summer. We go to a, a resort in Palm Springs or Desert Mirage in the summer when it's 112 degrees and nobody wants to be there. And as a result of that, these really high end uh, resorts, they're giving away the rooms. They're giving the rooms away. But you said it's amazing. You say nobody wants to be there, but you still say it's an amazing experience. It is amazing because A, you've got almost the whole resort to yourself. And B, I mean, the place is fantastic. I mean, it's still great. It's just, you just got to be, you know, go hang out by the pool while it's or, or be in the bar and, and play cards with your friends or, or something. But I mean, we have an amazing time every summer, even though it's, it's really is miserable out there, but you, you just, you, you get to meet the paramedics. It's really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but you hang by the pool. Hey, the pool's cool. It's, you still have a great time and you get fantastic. I mean, you just hang out at a, a really high end resort that you could never otherwise afford. I think Linda, your point, just thinking more broadly about your vacation instead of just throwing money at it. One of the best vacations we took we went to Joshua Tree National Park, and Len, you told me about a trail to take that was off the map. And that's like one of the most memorable things I've done and cost me nothing. That hike was so amazing that you told well, me about. Not a hike that the National- Tell me what you did. You, you went to an old mining, an abandoned mining uh, outpost where these guys were out in the middle of nowhere, and they built these, they built this- the little hut and the hut is still there. What, what, how is it over a hundred years old? Right. The little it mining was like camp. stepping back in time. Yeah. What was cool about it was Len, you told me about this hike and then I went and researched it, which gave me this dopamine hit of about, I'm about to experience yeah. this thing. And so I build up this excitement about the hike and because of the fact that it's a, not a mark trail, but a trail that you have to kind of find and it's in the middle of the desert. And it was early September when it was 103 degrees out there. Like we had to get out there early, pack enough water, like all the planning that went into it. And then when we scrambled up the side of this hill, which took forever, and I mean, my knee was all bloody by the time we got up to the (laughs) top of this thing, we would have walked past the mine if there weren't two people there. We're like, yeah, we're headed to the the Eagle, what was it called? The Eagle Mine, Lost Eagle Mine. And they're like, yeah, it's right behind this tree. Like, really? And then we go behind the tree and all the stuff is still there. Like all the stuff the miners used, it was like they just abandoned it. And isn't it, it's a sense of accomplishment that you actually found it. I mean, it's not something that's, uh, it's really cool. It's a really cool experience. But I think maybe spending a little more time. And then if you do spend money, that's fine, but it makes the trip more worth it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot more worth it. Oh, gee, you were talking about going to the same place every year and it feels like an obligation. How do you solve that one? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is a way out of the obligation other than, you know, what we've started to do lately is there's a good time to be there. And then there's times where other people in the family have other stuff going on. So as opposed to, you know, just kind of hunkering down and effectively living in another place, like last year, for example, I went up and golfed with Doug once or twice or whatever. I can't remember, you know, just kind of like break up the every day is the same, you know, at this place. Yeah. Build like some new traditions you're talking about. Uh, I mean, kicking Doug's butt at golf repeatedly is, I mean, it's hardly a tradition, but If he wants to call it a tradition, I can, I mean, I'm okay with that. He probably doesn't, but just recognizing that I think that other people have other things going on. Like our oldest is going to be a junior. So he has different school and work requirements now than when he was eight. 
Caroline can do whatever she wants. She's six, you know, she can spend the whole summer up North. Whereas the 17 year old has got other stuff going on. Yeah. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new tradition. That was great. OG. It's that golf simulator. Thanks. So just keep swinging. It's all in the hips, Doug. What, What do you shoot, Doug? What do you shoot when you go out there on the course? I'm about a 17 handicap, Lynn. Yeah? I shoot high 60s, low 70s for 18. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, if it gets any warmer than that, I don't play. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to wait. Where's the come on? Where's the there it is. (laughs) Found it. You know, you like that. I think on that horrible note, it's a good time to end this thing. I love the idea of thinking through these traditions instead of just blindly spending money. And don't get me wrong. If it is Ruth, by the way, who's, who owns that place? Does Ruth own it or Chris own it? That's what I, I think wonder. Ruth bought Chris's thing. I think it's, that's I right. Not no, like that's it. right. I do not like that name. I think I looked yeah. it up because it annoyed me so much. I was like, why yeah. is this? Why? It's like the old fifth, third bank. Is it fifth bank or third <laughs> bank or the hell? Yeah. Yes. Just make us say something normal, please. I know. Right. Hey, uh, I think that's a good place to end it. Let's find what's happening where all of you guys live. Uh, OG, big plans this weekend, my friend? Nope. No plans. I love it. That is my favorite weekend activity. Sitting around. So good. But speaking of plans, uh, Paulette, you've got a big thing coming up. A big thing for writers. Big thing. We have our powerhouse writers group coaching program starting January 24th. And it is four months of setting up a foundation for a profitable freelance writing business. It's for writers who want to add power to their words, their work, and their earning potential. And super excited about the people we already have signed up and excited to meet the people who want to double down and take their freelance writing seriously this year. I like the idea of uh, making it profitable because I know a lot of people that get involved in writing and they're like, I don't know where this idea of people in the quote arts thinking that money is evil, right? Oh, no, no. If I make money, I'm not an artist anymore. No, 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 no. Shouldn't think that way. Yeah. That's how I fund my, you know, two hours in the morning writing my morning pages and my novel. It's because I earn good money working for businesses, freelance writing and, and helping people meet their aims. Like it's, I love, I've learned so much from my clients, not you guys, but other ones and <laughs> have really just, just enjoyed to make that clear. Yeah. And I've really enjoyed the people I've gotten to meet again, not you guys, but the, my other clients. And that's all been a really great time. No, um, it's all about getting to those, those jobs where you earn more and you are having more fun. So I've I've really loved it. And I love how business is also a creative expression. That was such a surprise to me, but it's been really enjoyable. The ahas that turn on. Len Penzo. What's going on at LenPenzo.com this coming week? Well, this week, uh, their discussion came up about uh, extended warranties. In particular, extended warranties for tires. And there seems to be quite a discussion going on about whether that's actually a good deal or not. Quite quite a controversy. It depends. People feel strongly on both sides. So I, we look at that and discuss the pros and cons of used warranties for tires. So if you feel like screaming and yelling about the extended warranties on tires, <laughs> which is all the controversy. Uh, nothing but the best here at lenpenzo.com, <laughs> folks. So, the burning questions. That is, that is fabulous. But extended warranties in general, you always wonder. I was buying a chainsaw yesterday and they're like, do you want the extended warranty? Can you always have that? I could be like, like no, I? I'll be in prison. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right after. No. Yeah. Make the movie first. And then, uh, uh, what the hell was that about? <laughs> Get it? Cause you're going to murder people with it. I do. That's why I said, no, make the movie first. And I'm like, not the movie. Uh, yeah. No, the real thing. Really murdering people. That's funny, right? <laughs> Here we wait, wait. No! Found it again. <laughs> Found both of them. Wow. All right. Uh, that's. I think. I think that's going to do it. As we crash land the plane again on a Friday. Doug, please get us out of here. What should we have learned today? Oh, gladly, Joe. First traditions. They may actually become even more fun and less expensive if you give them a moment and really lean into them. 
second. Take it from Lennon OG, locking the door to keep your family out. Drinking some booze alone with a good piece of steak is a fine tradition to start. But the big lesson? Thank goodness Steve doesn't charge by the hour. All this beeping Steve's got to add to this podcast after that potty mouth trivia. Holy cow, we're making him work. Hey, Steve, you know, I just had an idea. Maybe you should, like, put a light over the window of your engineer booth, you know, and, like, shine it red when we're over the limit on our time with you. Like, you know, like a big red light over the window so we can all see it. And you can stand there telling us that we've had to be... You're going to make a lot of money if you put a red light over your window. I can, it's, all right, we'll work on it later. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com slash Nantucket. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to the stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcast LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihot. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Take a deeper dive into all the topics we cover on each episode by checking out our newsletter, The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude is our social media coordinator and the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. Not only should you not take advice from these day-old donuts, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. Welcome to the after show, Paulette. Welcome to the after show. God, sorry. Jeez, your little secret club. It is a secret club, but you were talking about a song. What song were you talking about? We were talking about the diarrhea song that my family used to sing. we did. We called your mom. On vacation. Oh my God. And so many people posted them on the basement. And oh my God, I played it for my mom at Christmas. She died laughing. We were dying. I missed that one. I, I got to go back and look at that because I was in. Uh, it was a good one. Sailing down the day. Oh my god! Yeah, check it out. People tagged me. It was great. I do want to ask you. Let's talk about the f- off fun anniversary. Like, um, mm-hmm. I would imagine there'd be some pushback. Like you get some emails on both sides of that thing. Literally, one jerk face. Like that's it. It was what was amazing about it was the how there was so much response and it was so overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. And I was like, it really was a, a time where I was like, this is gonna happen once in my life, and this is like a little roller coaster I get to go on right now. But it was it was great. It was really nice. Oh, gee, have you ever sworn in public, like like at my kids or at dinner? I remember in fourth <laughs> grade, I was in this. Uh, it was a play. And uh, we were messing around with the microphone and I got this kid to say right in front of the microphone. And I turned it on when he was saying it. And um, yeah, Mr. Good, our principal, who was not good at all, by the way, Mr. Bad, 
came over and put his arm around me. Kind of like when I got my brother in trouble doing the similar stuff <clears throat> that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. But no, you've never. I mean, I swear in public all the time. Got your mouth washed out with soap. Yes. All that's happened. <laughs> like I'm confused as to the question. I, I mean, I got, I don't remember doing it when I was in fourth grade, but um, I try to stay off the public stage while stay off the microphone and swear. That would be career ending for a hot minute. But um, although I've known it to happen to other people. It doesn't seem to be as career ending now as it was 25 years ago. 25 years ago, you said, go yourself, San Diego. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like then it'd be suicide. I was watching Sports Center the other day. They had an interview with uh, somebody, and he swore they didn't beep it out. Nothing. I think it was it was too live. It was like they didn't have the delay built into oh. it. And I know they were just like, oh crap! There it goes. Here comes the fine. It is so funny though. It's like a collection of sounds that we all respond. It's like if you've raise your middle finger. It means something. It's like all this. And if you know any curse words, like one of my favorite curse words that like I kept in my soul from Paraguay, like I still say if I stub my toe or something. And I love that I can like say it as loud as I want. Anyone can hear it. No one has any idea what it means. So like in that context, nobody cares, but like on TV in Paraguay, I could be fined or whatever. It's just this really weird hierarchy of, of words. I just think it's a very silly human thing. Weird flex. Len, did you have a potty mouth growing up? No. <laughs> Get in trouble for the Italian <laughs> family, I would think. Uh, no. Me growing up? No. I, n- not me. No. I, do you see the halo over Len's head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, the halo appears. No. I'm Len Penzo. So you going to tell us the Paraguay word, Paulette? guare. And we just got banned in Paraguay. You say that really loud when you stub your toe? That's a sentence. Or you can say, that's a good one too. That's just a shortened version. Is that made with plantains? Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month. And we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military and let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend og who spent time in the military and of course we know what a giver he is even when he pretends like he's being uh, mr surly navy federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals visit navyfederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all their military appreciation month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.